Adelaide games have gone pretty well, but we've still had to work hard for, to, to gain the superiority, and I'm sure tomorrow will be no different. Going to a place uh, like St. Johnson, us, Rangers, which is my main focus, we have to be really at it and at our best to get the three points. This is the Go Radio Football Show, hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Mark Guidi. Call now and voice your opinion. 0808 to 1717 Well, 20 to 5, we were getting ready to bring you two hours of looking forward to tomorrow, back to the action in the Premiership. What about Rangers against St. Johnson at lunchtime? And Barry Nathan Patterson signed up by the board and we hear Stephen Gerrard, he'll join us and he will pay tribute to them for keeping Nathan Patterson. We also have lined up Ange Postacoglu speaking about Kyogo. We know now he's out for three to four weeks. And then at 10 to 5, we got the call, the news that we broke here on Go Radio. Dominic Mackay, the chief executive of Celtic, has left the building, has left the club after what, Mark, only just over three months in charge. He came in to succeed Peter Lawwell. What's happened here? Why is he gone? He is regarded as a top-class business person. Fresh blood coming in, helped with the Ange Postacoglu after the Eddie Howe debacle, mm. but he's gone. Shock news, Paul. Absolutely shocked at the news about Don Mackay. Started officially on July the 1st, was in the building from early May to shadow Peter Lawwell. Peter Lawwell and Dermot Desmond handpicked Don Mackay uh, and nobody could see this uh, coming. Been interesting to see what comes out um, behind the scenes, but there's clearly been a, a frustration, I would imagine, uh, in some of the work that he's tried to get done at the football club. His role has now been taken over by Michael Nicholson. Uh, a well-respected lawyer who's been at the football club for, for eight years worked closely with Peter Lovell over that period but an interesting quote for me Paul is from the Celtic chairman Ian Bankier yep. I'll paraphrase there's a few quotes here from Ian Bankier and we don't often hear from the Celtic chairman we thank Dom for his efforts on behalf of the club and everyone wishes Dom and his family very well for the future it then goes on to say that uh, it's been my pleasure to work closely with, with Michael Nicholson for more than eight years and here's a quote for me mm-hmm. Michael is an absolute team player and he will lead an experienced and talented team of executives and colleagues at Celtic Michael is an absolute team player mm. I think that's an interesting quote for me if that reflects yes. on the outgoing chief yes, executive absolutely. is that inferring it I'm not saying it does well when, when you, you put when you know yourself Paul when, when you put these statements out you choose your words very carefully yeah. and you only put in what you want to put in and sometimes you want people to read between the lines mm. for me and you put your journalism hat on, Yep, that's a quote that wants people to read between the lines. And that might be true, hmm. might not be true. So the statement came out from the club at, what was that, just about 5-2 when we were on here, just bef- as we were breaking the news. Don Mackay said in the statement, I'd like to thank the Celtic board and everyone at the club for their support, and I wish everyone at Celtic every success for the future. Uh, the chairman, Ian Banker, as you mentioned, said, we thank Dom for his efforts on behalf of the club, and everyone wishes Dom and his family very well for the future efforts on behalf of the club I don't think I'd take that as a glowing you know efforts Mark I'm just thinking journalistically Uh, and then it says it's the director of legal and football affairs Michael Nicholson and Michael has been around as it says there for uh, eight years highly respected young lawyer uh, worked with uh, one of the top firms in Glasgow a global law firm Celtic lured him in house and he's the acting chief executive and that's a good point you make there they say uh, about the team player they then speak about Michael 
I mean, it's been a long time since there's been so much uh, talk about a chief executive's position in Scottish football. In Rangers, Douglas Park is in charge. I mean, it's a long time since the chief exec was at the centre of it. And at Celtic, with Peter Lowell, such success for so many years. And when he was leaving, I mean, there were protests and all the rest of it. In came this guy, Don Mackay, from the SRU. SRU. Highly rated. Went in there as 28-year-old uh, as a commercial director. Yep. And he was a whisk kid. Yep, communications so, background. Do you think he's come in with new ideas, maybe? I mean, we don't, we're speculating. Why would he go within, what, three or four months? Well, well the thing is, with, with, with things like that, it depends on the, the confidentiality clauses, Paul. But yep. what Don Mackay won't want, if you put yourself in his shoes, is... He won't want a narrative coming out that, that might suggest that he wasn't capable, he wasn't up to the job. Mm. Uh, he might want something coming out and say, well, actually, you know, I tried to do A, B and C and the board resisted change. The board aren't ready to make change. They've been setting their ways for 10, 15 years, whatever. It may be. We don't know. But there'll be narratives, you know, make him out from, from both camps. And you know, it might just be a straight pattern of the ways that, that, yeah. that Dominic McKay thinks, you know what? I didn't have a family life. I didn't realise that this is a proper seven-day-a-week, 24-hour-a-day uh, job. But listen, he has gone. It'll be interesting to see what does come out. Michael Nicholson's in his shoes. I actually thought that that Michael would be Peter Lowell's replacement, Paul. If he'd asked me six did months you? ago, right. I thought Michael Nicholson would get the nod because he did work very closely with Peter Lowell and he is highly regarded. He knows the ins and outs of football. He knows the ins and outs of, of UEFA. He knows how to conclude a transfer. Uh, he knows what it's all about. So from that point of view, he is talented, but it is strange that when you look uh, outside and you make an external appointment, as in Don Mackay, for it to come to an end after 10 weeks... It's, it, it leaves a lot of questions and, and people will be wanting answers. And anything that happens at Celtic, Dermot Desmond has to have the final say and the final view. Yeah, and well, interesting enough, Dermot Desmond not quoted mm. on this statement anyway. He it's really is, to, really, isn't he? Uh, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think he was quoted when when uh, when um, when Dom was appointed. Mm. And also, I'm interested what, what Ange Postacoglu yeah. thinks about this because, you know, Dom and Ange paraded together uh, the whole fan media thing on, on, on day one. You know, Dom made promises he wanted things to be world class world class youth academy world class yep. uh, media world class training facilities everything he wanted to, to to up the ante so it's clear that he's gone in there he's he's given the the, the whole building uh, and beyond also as well Paul it was Don Mackay's shout of belief to bring in Gordon Strachan mm -hmm. to do an overview which has just been rubber stamped in the past 24 hours so all the wee things that go into place it's, it's a real as I said it's a shock and it'll be interesting to see what, what comes out the story behind the story Alright Celtic fans give us a call 0808 17 17 700 although you've just got the news in the last half hour Don Mackay I see it there on Sky now as well it is the breaking news there and it was our exclusive story at 10 to 5 Celtic announced that Chief Executive Don Mackay stands down from position for personal reasons Barry at the end of the day yes, we, 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 indeed <laughs> we were going to start with this weekend uh, and uh, you know St Johnson Rangers tomorrow Celtic Ross County Kyogo out for three to four weeks uh, but it comes down to the football will this affect the players at all do you think at Celtic? No players are professional Paul um, look, I, I think they'll be shocked just the, the word that Mark used there they'll be shocked because he's only been in the door officially 10 weeks um, so they'll be shocked but listen it'll not affect them once they get out and do the warm up the whistle goes at 3 o'clock they've got one focus and one focus only and that's winning a game of football and what about your own your old employers at Ibrox how will they take this will they see it as you know they beat Celtic the other week in what was a really early in the season but you know a, a crucial game and now Celtic looking in turmoil at the top 
Yeah, listen, it's a crucial game. It's always a crucial game when you play your arch rivals. Um, but it's far too early in the season for it to dictate what's going to happen at the end of the season. Um, will they look across and maybe wonder what's going on behind the scenes at Celtic? Of, of course, course they will. Yep. They will, but that'll be the people in the, on the Rangers board. Sorry, that'll know be the players. The players don't concern themselves with things that go on at board uh, room level. They've only got one concern, and that's, as I said, a minute or so ago, that's about winning games of football. And ultimately, that's what the fans will care about. Mark, you're going to make some contact in a few moments. We're going to speak to a Celtic legend who is going to join us and speak about the departure of Don Mackay. Yeah, Paul, Paul Lambert will come on the, the show, uh, Paul, very shortly, former Celtic uh, captain, part of the, the treble winning team in, in 2001, the team that got to Seville, the team that stopped uh, 10 in a row, uh, you know, a very well-respected <laughs> manager. Uh, in his own right too and, and of course a European yep. Cup winner with uh, with Borussia uh, Dortmund so Paul will come on it'll be interesting to get Paul's take you know he's, he's watched Celtic a few times this uh, season he's still close to people at board re- boardroom level mm-hmm. um, at the club so yeah it'll be interesting to hear what, what Paul's got to say Newsrooms around the country will be busy you know five o'clock that, that news breaking it's, it's, it's the old, yeah. it's the old, uh, old story head on Paul, right. don't you? Yeah. you get a real uh, buzz when it's a, a breaking news yeah. story like mm-hmm. one that certainly I don't know about you but I didn't hear any rumours at all I didn't, didn't hear about this one nope. um, coming never seen it coming mm-hmm. Let, let's be honest sure so nope. when we heard it at 10 to 5 mm. well, you... that's the fastest I've seen you sprint <laughs> <laughs> straight into the studio um, fair, fair change of pace I can see why you played in the wing is that right yeah the wee yeah. winger yeah, yeah you, were, you were sharp I left the newsroom at 20 past 4 we should have been on here early it took me half an hour Barry Final point just now, just for the moment about it, because we don't know the ins and outs. Mark's given us some good insight. Um, I know Michael Nicholson. I know Don McKay. I don't know what's happened. But you've been at Rangers most of your life as a player. Being at the old firm, you've said it before. You said it when Don McKay came in. How different is it? What's it like with your life when you become a major figure in either Rangers or Celtic? 24-7. That, that's what it's like. Um, it's constant. You're in a bubble. You're in a bubble, you've not got um, the luxuries that other people have got, but that, that's what it's like in the west of Scotland. I was lucky enough to grow up with it. i seen what happened with my brother. I grew up, obviously, in the west of Scotland. Um, so maybe it's a shock to Dom's um, system, where he's been in now on a full-time basis for 10 weeks. Maybe he's thought to himself, this, maybe, this is not what I, I want. Because the limelight's on you, constant you're in the media constantly you're spoke about constantly um, but listen we just need to wait and see I would like to think over the weekend the start of next week we'll get the reasons why he's left many people will think those who know him he is in communications he's been in marketing he's yeah. been in brand management he knows he won't know you don't know until you're there I get that but I would suspect it's maybe you know what is happening? Do they have enough control? I don't know, but I don't think he's the kind of person to walk away from the challenge because he's in the spotlight. There's a bit about him. You know, he speaks yeah. well. You know, I don't think that would be a surprise. The intensity, yes, maybe, mm-hmm. but not... He, he kind of knew the what he was ethic. going into. Yeah, yeah, yeah not the work yeah. ethic. Um, he's very brave, highly intelligent as well, yeah. as is Michael Nicholson. So this isn't about Michael, mm-hmm. but well, it will be soon. He's now the acting chief executive. Mm-hmm. But about Don Mackay, you know, to leave the SRU, where he was instrumental in lots of changes uh, yeah. in rugby, in European rugby as well. He's a big player, came to Celtic. Um, he was a Celtic fan. He is a Celtic fan. Mm-hmm. And obviously it was something that he wanted to do. But, uh, you know, 71 days, Paul. 71 is, days yeah. and he's gone... Mm-hmm. Um, as I say, that, that, that's it's strange and, and you wonder what the, the, the real reasons are. Because, yeah, you know, 
want to stand down, that's fine. But why are you standing down? Why are you walking away from one of the most powerful jobs in, in British football that you've worked so hard to try and get to that level? Where, why are you going? Is it purely down to he just didn't realise the size of the task that he was taking on? Or is it down to changes that he wanted to make? Because he himself said in pretty much day one, I need to modernise the club. Mm-hmm. It needs modernised. Peter Law was there for 17 years. Part of that, that period, he, he was superb the way that he drove Celtic forward and different things. But even, you know, latterly people would admit, yeah, there was there was change required. Mm-hmm. There was modernisation required. And Dominic McCarthy, I want to make as many departments in this football club world class. So he's wanted to make change. Has he been allowed to make change or has he thought there's just too many changes to make that I'm not going to be able to do it all? Who knows? But there'll be bits and bobs will come out over the next couple of days. Right, we'll come back to this in five or six minutes with Paul Lambert, European Cup winner with Borussia Dortmund, a Celtic legend, I think that's fair to say, and a Scotland what player he was as well. And he joined us during the Euros here on Go Radio. Back at the ranch, we've got uh, the news about Kyogo out for three to four weeks. And for Rangers fans, well, we haven't heard from Stephen Gerrard for weeks because of uh, COVID, and he's been speaking uh, about tomorrow's game. A very similar test because Callum's a... Uh... I think Callum's proved up here he's been a top coach and a real good manager. He's had instant success and that's down to how he sets his team up, how organised they are and what his players give him, which is real honesty, organised, they're prepared to put the bodies on the line for Callum and within that they've got some talented lads as well who can hurt you and they try and force mistakes out of you. So without a doubt going to a place uh, like St. Johnson us Rangers which is my main focus we have to be really at it and at our best to get the three points It's going to be a tough one tomorrow Barry you'd be glad to get back to the Premiership as well Yeah listen it's always a, a, a tough yeah. place to go but certainly the way that St Johnson in the second half of the season uh, finished they, they were excellent they deserve to win the cup double and Stephen Gerrard knows it's going to be a, a tough ask but I, I think they've got enough listen I, I do think it will hurt St Johnson losing their captain Jason Kerr yeah. and for me the real driving force in the middle of the park Ali McCann yep. I think they will suffer um, with that and I think Rangers will have enough um, they've got to take surely they've got to take so much confidence out of the, the Celtic result look first half wasn't their best second half they came out and showed a bit about them um, so Look, it wasn't great having a two-week break with international. You would, when you go and you beat Celtic or you beat, you have a good result. You want to get the next game as quickly as possible. That's not been the case. But listen, they've got to take a lot of confidence going up with McDermott Park, and I'm sure they'll come away with the three points. Well, he was asked about uh, Nathan Patterson, who was brilliant for Scotland, uh, and he was asked about the progress of the young player. I appreciate, obviously, Nathan's a big interest to the, to the media up here in Scotland. He did do fantastically well. I watched the game, albeit it was against uh, Moldova. Nathan's doing fantastically well, and don't worry about his development because he's up against Ryan Kent most days. If he's not up against Ryan Kent, he's up against Scott Wright. Um, he's got forwards like Jermaine Defoe, Kamar Roof and Alfredo Morelos who are challenging him every minute of every training session. So Nathan will come through and be the number one right back here at Rangers when, when the time's right. He's also ready now to compete for the jersey. He's pushing James in every way, shape and form he can. And um, I, I believe... It is a challenge in every position because I have got a loaded squad, but that's what eventually will make us even more successful than we have been. But I've got no doubt that Nathan Patterson's in the right place from a development point of view. And also to, you know, he's a Rangers fan. He loves the club. Happy here, he's settled. He's more than ready, albeit he's had a kick this week and um, we'll have to wait and see whether he's ready for tomorrow. Barry Ferguson, what do you take from that? 
good comments that yeah. uh, you don't think that way in training every day is mm. coming up against high quality players and that does help your development but the main thing is it's getting games of football on a Saturday or on a Thursday night in Europa League that that was my only concern but he's, he's been open and honest and saying that he will be his number one right back could that be in the next couple of weeks or will that be a couple of months that's down to Nathan Patterson because he's certainly got all the attributes to be a top top right back Mark, seven games in the next month for Rangers, same for Celtic. Mm. Nathan Patterson, it's inconceivable that he wouldn't play at some point. Yeah, he'll be involved, Paul. You know, you've got to utilise your, your squad. You know, when you, when you look at um, Rangers, you know, a tough game at Perth tomorrow, mm. then Leon at home on, on, on Thursday night. So it, it is a real, you know, September and then you're into the international break again. So between, I've said it, between now, or actually between now and the winter break on January the 2nd or, or whatever it is, your top clubs like your Celtic Rangers involved in European football get international players they don't get a break Barry knows it's relentless now mm-hmm. it's Saturday, Wednesday or Sunday, Thursday or whatever it may be you do not get a break so there'll be niggles there'll be knocks there'll be suspensions so therefore guys like Nathan Patterson and Scott Wrights um, Leon Balligans all your, all your boys that would say they're not certain starters but they've certainly got a great deal to offer they will be involved in, in, in lots of times during the next four months we'll hear more from Stephen Gerrard he hasn't spoken for weeks obviously he had Covid good to hear him back but he'll also be telling us about Ryan Jack whom he says is making progress but not available yet it's the Go Radio Football Show on the evening when Dom Mackay leaves Celtic after only what three months the Go Radio Football Show download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five let's go Thanks, Chris. Transmit, of course, in town. The weather's looking pretty good for it tonight, Barry, isn't it? Better than it was yep. last night for Biffy Clyro. Yeah, yep. my, my son's away with his, his friends. Uh, he left early morning, yep. um, so I can imagine what kind of state he'll be in at, <laughs> at 25 past five. Um, but no, they've got good weather for it. Yep, I'm sure they'll be tuned into us in the Go Radio Football Show. I was, I was just going to say, like father, like son. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Liam Gallagher's on, isn't he, as well? So Do you want to bring yeah. up next Sunday? <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. Last Sunday, sorry. So no, we thought we were going to be talking, we were hoping to speak to Paul Lambert, and we will, but we thought we'd be speaking to him about Celtic and the progress under Ange Postacoglu and Kyogo out for three to four weeks. But Mark, you've been on the phone, and you've got a Celtic great on the line, Paul yeah, Lambert. Paul, Paul Lambert's joining us. Paul, how are you? Yeah, good. Thanks for joining us, Paul. Just to uh, quickly touch on the, the breaking news: um, Don Mackay, chief executive, has resigned from his post at Celtic after seventy-two days. What, what do you make of the, the news, Paul? I think it's a blow because when when you have the transition of, of Peter leaving, when you have the transition of Peter leaving, that that you you have to get somebody in there that can handle the club and. That, and looking from the outside looking in, Tommy was doing doing a good job. The match came out, got them in very well. They've done okay in the European scene. Okay, they lost another week to Rangers, but they're going to have to restart again. That's that's the blow to it, and I think that's the, the big issue of it. You, I was just thinking back, Paul. You, you were there, but you know, back in the days when there was a wee bit of turmoil with, with, with Fergus McCann and, and, and Jock Brown and people like that. Does, does, when things like that happen at boardroom level, does it affect the players? Does it get to the dressing room? Only affects when you don't win. That, that, that's the big thing. You don't get results, then people can hide behind that and say, "Oh, the club's not stable." If you're winning, it doesn't really matter what happens in the boardroom if, you're, if the team's winning. That, that, that's common knowledge, but. People can hide behind that. If your team's not doing well, they can say, well, we're in turmoil or above. 
that's an easy excuse, that one, you know. Yeah. And just getting back to, to Don McCann, I know you're still keeping touch with people at the club from, from what you were hearing. Was, was he doing a good, a good job? Was he, was he settling in? I think so. I mean, I, I've met him a couple of times and I, I thought he came across really, really well and, and well-spoken guy. What his ideas were. He had the club at, the club at heart. They wanted the club to do well. There's, there's always going to be a massive transition period where a, a lot of the players have left. Then he'd lost his job. New manager coming in. New chief exec coming in. Chris Peter was uh, stepping down. There's a lot of transition in there but they seem to weather the storm after this kind of shaky start they had and then they, they started to get a lot of plaudits quite rightly so for the way they were playing but now all this will do will be if they don't keep winning people will look at that the boardroom thing and all those sort of things will start to come out but if the team wins then everything will go okay Somebody you've come up against so many times is with us, as you know, Barry Ferguson, you two, Barry and Paul, you'd meet not in the boardroom at Celtic Park or at Ibrox, it was on the field. And we asked you the same thing, will it affect players? And I think you probably agree with what Paul said. Yeah, if you, if you win games, it won't. If they're losing, there'll be a, a new narrative about Celtic. Yeah, look, tomorrow's game against Ross County. Uh, look, as soon as the boys go out and, and start their warm-up at 20 past two, that, they forget about that and they concentrate on one thing. And Lambo, I'll agree with me. It's about winning a game of football tomorrow making sure they get three points and then nothing will be said but if a result goes against them then it might get labelled that obviously there's there's uh, situations above them yep for Scotland Paul well you're with us in fact we spoke about you remember the other night Barry we talked about oh, some don't, some, don't no, come don't back tell to him. that that was no. a nightmare scenario <laughs> was it the pharaohs away was it oh. uh, hello Paul <laughs> hello dollar I've just fell no. off my seat <laughs> Paul what about Scotland during the week wasn't that it was, it was really good to see wins back to back and now we're in well you know it's in our hands now to try and make it to the playoffs well I thought I thought we were excellent I thought defensively we were great. Sometimes I think we're better that way just because of the way we, the way we play. But I thought when you go to big arenas or big stadiums, you have to perform and, and everybody else has to perform with you. And I thought they'd done that to, to a man. I thought they were excellent. I thought defensively they were excellent. Going forward they were good with the ball, albeit we're never going to create five, six, seven chances. But we don't have that nation. We just don't don't do it but the result the result is an unbelievable result and well done to them because they, they deserve that and, and to get the six points at the, the nine is a great a great return How pleased were you Paul for, for Stevie Clark a, a man that you've known well for, for a number of years just to, to, because it was a there was a lot of pressure going into that 90 minutes um, on Tuesday night as you say not just the result as well but the performance was first class and then Stevie defending his players and saying that he loves them and he's great respect for them it just sounds as if there's a real together this there with Stevie in the squad Do you know what? I think it's his first time Mark and even even when I played under Craig Craig Brown a lot of, I know Barry came in a little bit after me but when, when I played with Gary Mack and John Collins and people like that and Burleys and Hendies and all that they guys go them McCoy's it, it was like a, a, a club spirit and, and to me, looking looking at that current team, that to me what it looks like is that they've got that club spirit and, and they seem to be driving it forward and I think the, the fans are loving it again, which is great. If they can take care of the Israel game, then I think I think they'll get the playoffs. But the Israel game is going to be massive for them. But they seem to have that 
that good spirit. Stevie's done great on a on a lot of things. I mean, we beat we beat Moldova, and and people are still no happy. But I guess that's a Glasgow way, you know. If you you want to see everybody winning great, but we're not. As I said before, we're never going to be a nation where we're going to pass teams off the pitch. It doesn't happen. We are so the results the there's always all that matters and that's what people should look at Lamba I was going to ask you obviously been a top midfielder yourself look a lot's made we were talking about it I think Callum McGregor's been excellent what's your thoughts on young Billy Gilmer um, what do you think do you think he's got potential to be uh, one of the top players Barry you, you played in the same same position as, that, as I did I, I always think I talk midfield and I he, he sees things before the ball arrives at his feet he's always had that look around his shoulder before he receives it I think he could be I think that kid could be a real real top player and I, I got asked the question the other day going out to Norwich is it a detrimental thing to him and should have stayed at Chelsea and fought his corner you've got to remember that Chelsea is the unbelievable world class players there but if, if, you, if you're that good you'll get in you'll get in and, and when you have top players ahead of you you have to push them all the way to get in the in the team and I, I think that kid's got a huge a huge future because he plays the game I think he's one step ahead before the ball comes to him I, that's what I judge him on mm-hmm. See on that uh, what Barry said and Paul Norris City a club that you managed and took into the the Premiership I mean it's not mm. it's not a picnic there and there's a full house at Carroll Road every week mm-hmm. and there'll be real pressure on them there to perform and deliver yeah, 100% Mark the Norris crowd were, were great when I was there they've been back to the club since since, uh, since I was there, they the full house, which is which is great. They're rarely playing in front of the full house, but being in the Premier League, that's that's the league they want to play in. And against Man City or Arsenal or Tottenham, not the big clubs that are going to come come to Carroll Road. They'll ever want to, and it'll make him it'll definitely make that that lad a better player because we're playing against top players. Paul, before you go, are you coming up to the match this weekend? I am. I'm. I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing Celtic TV. So I'm. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Paul, to be honest with you, as I know, I've not been back to Parkhead many times. So but I'm. I'm looking forward to it. But if Celtic. Celtic play anywhere near their best. The the one. The one convincing. I think. And Barry, you've been saying it's going to be tighter this season. Paul, would you agree? At the top, there won't be twenty-five points in it. I certainly don't think that. I, I, and, and the way Hibs and Hearts have started you give them a bit of credit I'm not sure they'll go the distance Paul mm-hmm. I don't think they'll go the distance I think you'll still come to Rangers or Celtic and whoever as Barry knows whoever takes care of their games ultimately gets it because I don't think the other teams are going to be strong enough to last the distance with the, with the old firm and isn't that a shame, Paul? I mean, your great days at Celtic and obviously the European Champions League Cup winner's medal with Borussia Dortmund. But look at these days. Top Celtic players going to Brentford, Bournemouth, Crystal Palace. And that's no harm to them. But, you know, Davy Proven was saying, Ryan Christie, surely better than Bournemouth. And I know it might be a, a stepping stone for him. But isn't it a, a shame that the money's not in Scotland the way it was maybe even 20 years ago? Oh, it's, it's, it's totally changed, Paul. The game is totally changed. I still think if you look at if you look at us, McGinn, Roberts, and Tierney, yeah. they're all top players in my opinion. They, they're they're driving it, driving the national team on. I think the other ones are sitting all in a boot. They they lads, but they're definitely driving driving it on. Christie is any better than Bournemouth? 
I don't know. He plays in fits and starts at times. Is he ever going to hit Andy Robertson and Tierney's level? I don't know. Because I think the ones in the guns are at another level than they lads. But every team has the type of players where they, they're the ones that drive the, drive the team on. Everybody else fits around that. And I think when you, when you have top players, you, you do your best to stay with them or else they'll leave you behind. But that, you're right, the, game, the money's no in the game in Scotland anymore. So we have to get people like Andy Robertson or Tierney's and people like that to keep driving his own. Mark, are you going to see Paul tomorrow? He's driving hands-free on his way up and you nearly sent him off the road with that news. Just a, less than an hour ago, Don Mackay has left. Yeah, I know. I, I say it was a shock. In the, I think it was a shock to everybody who said 72 days in charge. Nobody could, could, could see it coming. So it'll be interesting to see what the, the reasons are um, behind it. And, and whatever it may be, um, you never like to see anybody leave their job, particularly when you know probably Don Mackay's worked for you know fifteen twenty years to get to that uh, kind of stage. So whatever the reasons, you know you wish you do wish Don Mackay and his family all the best. And Paul, you know what we're like in Go Radio. You were with us during the summer at the Euros. Before you go, your match yeah. predictions for your old clubs, <laughs> St Mirren, Dundee United. <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going to go a home win. Going for the home win. Jim Goodwin will be happy, and the buddies Motherwell against Aberdeen. Eh, uh, Park's always a difficult place. I, I, I go with Mother, I'll go with Mother on that one. Yeah. Stephen O'Donnell and Co, who did us uh, proud the other night. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Listen, we're going to go the whole way, aren't we? Uh, <laughs> and St Johnson Rangers, not old teams of yours, but what, what about the big one at twelve o'clock, half twelve? I'll go Rangers one. Rangers. Yeah, I, think they, I know Callum's done. Callum's done a brilliant job. But I think. I think Rangers. Any, any old, when no plum play, they have to win every game, but so I'll go a Rangers win on that. You two had some battles, right. didn't you, Barry? He was some you player, yeah. Listen, he's um, he had everything as a midfield. He's one of the players that you, when you, like, certainly when I, I came into the Scotland team, um, and what he achieved uh, when he, he took the, the chance at Muddle, remember? Mm-hmm. He yeah. went to Dortmund and yeah. he became a, a Champions League winner. What a career! Um, always a a top player to come up against. Was he good with you in Scotland? You were that wee bit younger coming no, in. Come I on, never, just tell us. Never spoke to me. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you. What was it, Paul said? He, he, le- he left Motherwell with a tenner in his wallet to go to Bruce or Dortmund and, and, and come back with a Champions League medal a year later. Is that a bit right, Paul? Uh, yeah, well, it was, it was less than a tenner. <laughs> <laughs> in Celtic Ross County, we'll yeah, see it tomorrow on Celtic TV. Paul, what do you reckon? Uh, I, I'm going. To, I wasn't. I can't see by Celtic. As I said before, they the players half is what they can do. The one, the one. And what a pity you won't see Kyogo tomorrow because everyone Barry's raving about Mark. Everyone Craig Moore, Davy Proven. I mean, the whole nation. Not the whole nation. That's uh, the Rangers fans. But he's the kind of player you want to see. And hopefully he'll be back. They say three to four weeks. He's been brilliant, him. That that kid. I think he's been he's been terrific. I think he plays with a smile on his face. I think he. I'm not sure he knows what he's involved in yet. Uh, when, when he realises what he's involved, I think, yeah, but his movement and his... Inf- the great thing is his enthusiasm. <laughs> enthusiasm for the game's brilliant. And if, if he keeps that, it won't go far wrong. But I just like the way his enthusiasm is for the game and Celtic fans have, have took to him to their hearts, really. He is an advert for the game, Barry, isn't he? That infectious, the smile. Yeah, we we all need to cheer up a bit. I said three or four weeks ago, any striker, any young striker, watch his movement. Certainly when he plays through the middle. Um, as I said, the old firm game, I was surprised when he played out on the left-hand side. I think that played into Rangers' hands. But listen, he's been a, a breath of fresh air. 
for the game up here. He's been he's been excellent since he's come in. It'll be a massive miss the next three or four weeks for Celtic. There's no doubt about that. Mark Weedy, I hope you paid for the call and Paul's not paying for this on the way up the road. <laughs> you never paid for a beer last week. <laughs> honestly, Paul, we were out last Sunday for a, a few in the afternoon. He, he's honestly. He's worse than Hugh Keevans. <laughs> no, that's not fair. He did dig in. I'm only kidding. <laughs> oh, Hugh, what did a great guy. Did you have that boxing glove on? <laughs> <laughs> Paul Lambert, Bye. thanks for joining us. Thanks, Paul. Cheers, Paul. Cheers, Lambert. Cheers. Thank you. Radio Football Bye. Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Let's go. This is the great Glasgow station. It's Go Radio. Coming from the heart of Glasgow. We're in the new Gorbals. Or is it the old Gorbals? I'm not quite sure. Sure, but we're just yards away from Transmit we're rad- yards away from the football right across the river there you've got Ibrook Stadium that'll be quiet tomorrow Celtic Park will be mobbed remember tomorrow what 55,000 there's going to have to be Covid passports from October I don't think we'll have time to talk about that tonight we spoke about it last night but everyone stay well get double vaccinated and it's our way out of this uh, terrible pandemic Okay, the news we broke, it was just under an hour ago when we told you exclusively on Gina's show that Don Mackay, the chief executive of Celtic, has left the club after, what, 72 days in charge. I'm going to put something to you, Mark Goody. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows for sure, but I did wonder, how can you take over a major job if the previous chief executive is still there? Peter will always get massive experience, huge success, hugely respected in business and in football in Europe. But it is tough if the previous chief exec is around. Yeah, I mean, um, Peter Lowell, I think, retained um, a, a place in the Celtic board um, in some capacity, Paul. I'm not entirely sure which, which board it was. I think he still got the connections um, to Yefa there that, that were certainly helpful to Celtic and to, to uh, Scottish football uh, in a wider scale. But, you know, you'd like to think that there could have been a... a a relationship there to go and uh, work with and, and, and actually help each other, but we, say we we don't know we don't know the reasons why. But let like us say there's always a story behind the story. When somebody leaves a job like that after 72 days, then you know there, there, there's a story behind um, why uh, he's left. But you know he stayed on there. You look at it. What he went in you was um, appointed or was part of the process to appoint uh, Ange Postecoglou. Although I do believe it was a name that was given to him I don't believe it was mm-hmm. a name that Don Mackay sourced himself yep. um, and then you know getting 10, 11, 12 transfers over the line getting good money in for Chris Iyer getting good money in for uh, Odson Edward and, and one or two others so uh, when you look at the, the, the 72 days that he was there he's, he's brought in as Chief Executive the best part of £30 million also he managed to convince the Celtic supporters that were swaying about whether to renew their season tickets or not because a lot had had enough and felt short-changed by the club. Um, he managed to get the Celtic fans to put in £30 million into the club in season ticket money. So you look at that and then, it, you know, the, the club spent, um, whatever it spent, you know, £12, £14 million in, in, in transfers in the past sort of eight or nine weeks. But like I say, it's a, it's a shock, an absolute mm. shock that the chief executive has left and... Uh, Michael Nicholson, the acting chief executive. I would imagine, Paul, that he'd be given the role permanently. Okay. Well, we'll find out in time. And listen, we don't know for sure, but in clubs, in a company, and Peter Lowell's record is amazing. I know the fans were, many of them were annoyed, but in time, you'll look back on what he did as chief exec and the success, unprecedented success. So if you're taking the plaudits at the top, you take the criticism, which he did in 2021. But 
for the previous chief executive still to be on the board or whatever board, the football club board, structurally, you can see that. It doesn't take Einstein to work out. That mm-hmm. could be an issue. And I'm, it was you that pointed it out there um, in the statement from the chairman saying about the successor, the acting successor, Michael Nicholson is an absolute team player and he'll lead an, and he'll lead an experienced and talented team of executives. Um, and it sounds as though they want something more collegiate rather than an out-and-out chief executive. I mean, the power lies ultimately with the controlling shareholder. Mm-hmm. Dermot Desmond and he doesn't come out and speak Ryan is on the line here 0808 a Celtic fan good evening Ryan Hi guys how you doing you all good? Good how are you? What about the breaking news? Yeah well you know I've heard this sort of rumour been going about for a couple of days now that Dominic Mackay was going to leave the club it was obviously you don't really look too much into rumours online but it, it kept on coming up every night um, and then when it came out this afternoon, it, it did come as a bit of a shock because, mm-hmm. it's, especially since you were saying he was only been in for seventy-two days. But I'm, I'm just, if it is a personal reason, then I just want to wish him all the best if, if it's to do with his family or that. But you know, I, I don't really want to speculate. Sure. But if, if it isn't to do with that and and it's to do with the board, then it's it's concerning, as I said. Yep, that's the thing. We can only speculate. We don't know for sure the statement. Um, there's not an awful lot in it, so you have to pick over it and see. You should have phoned us yesterday if you'd heard the rumour. Because <laughs> I, I, I was an exclusive. I heard that at no, all. I, I, I hadn't either. No, I hadn't nothing. heard that. No, no. Not, a, not a peep about anything uh, like that. Um, uh, Apparently t- there was something at 7 o'clock this morning. I didn't see it. But mm. uh, a friend has been on saying they, they heard a rumour this morning. But people close to it said to me no, didn't know anything about it mm. until we got the call at whatever time that was, quarter uh, to five. It'll be interesting to see what, what's said over the next couple of days. I'm sure it'll get out, uh, the reasons, yeah. whether it's family reasons or whether it's reasons that um, he wanted to go and change mm. at Celtic mm. and he maybe wasn't allowed. But he was head hun- uh, headhunted. He was indeed, yeah. Mm-hmm. They, and they, they chose him. Yeah. They, they were desperate to get him. And it'll be interesting to see when you, you bring somebody in, let him take the reins. Mm-hmm. If he wants to go and make a bit of change, go and let him. But we need to wait and see what happens. And I know all three of them, so and I like all three of them. You know, I've, I've known Peter Lobel for years. I think we all have. He's been around the scene for so long. It's remarkable what he did at the club. I've known Dom through... At the SRU mainly, that's how I got to know him in a business context. And he was a terrific leader there. And uh, Michael Nicholson, I've known for a number of years. He's a top lawyer who was lured from uh, Pinsent Masons, the old McGregor's, I think it was McGregor's, and, and came to Celtic. So he's also well respected. So does it matter for the fans, Ryan, I guess? Uh, and I think it was great what you said there. You know, you wished all the best to Dominic Mackay. Because they're all people. Of course exactly. they are. And they're, yeah. they're listening in. They're tuned in just now. There's no yeah. question. Yeah. So I think that was great what you said. Because he's a human yeah, being. Yeah. Yep. Ryan, what do you think Ange Postacoglu will, will make, it, make of it all? Because that's important. Um, I, think, I think everything's up in the air just now. Um, I remember, I, I don't know how much of this is true, but um, Dominic Mackay in the first sort of press conference said that he'd heard of Ange Postacoglu through, through his time in Japan. He worked over there when he was doing rugby. So I, I don't know if he was just saying that to sort of get the fans on board. But it, Dominic Mackay took the, the responsibility when he came in as manager, when Ange Postacoglu, to say that that was his choice. He, he sort of took all the fire. He took all the, um, the sort of responsibility. So if that is true, and and he was um, Dominic Mackay's sort of, sort of first choice, or second choice after Eddie Howe, obviously, then 
Ange Postacoglu will be in sort of a weird situation, but I don't think there needs to be that much change if Nicholson's been there for years. He's been there for, what, eight years? I've, I've heard his name yep. a couple of times before. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he's well-respected in terms of what the hierarchy of Celtic. So, I, I mean, it shouldn't mean that much change, but yep. I, I just wonder if he'll get that permanently or if he'll just... Like it says, it says he's an acting CEO, so mm-hmm. we'll see if they recruit, but... I, I, mean, I, I think I've look to the him. This one before, I think yeah. he'll be staying. Mark, what do you yeah, reckon? I, I think for me, Paul, when you look at the comments from Ian Bankier, the Celtic chairman, I mean, you couldn't ask for a more glowing reference from a chairman towards Michael Nicholson. So therefore, the way you're saying, you, you, uh, going by what Mike, um, Ian Bankier is saying about Michael mm-hmm. Nicholson, you'd be hard pushed to get anybody better. Yeah. So if he knows the club and is happy working under whichever parameters are set by the club and maybe Don Mackay wasn't, then I'd imagine that you, you, you would want to keep Michael Nicholson, because he is talented. Sure. He knows the club inside out. He knows Scottish football. He knows UEFA. He knows SPFL. He knows the SFA. Um, so I would imagine, going by that, that Michael Nicholson, Michael Nicholson will be given a crack at it on, on a, a permanent basis. Ryan, you'll want to hear the manager speak about Kyogo. He, he picked up an injury playing with the national team. We've got him back. Initial assessment, you know, we're looking at least three to four weeks at this stage, which means he'll miss sort of the next uh, few games. But at the same time, he's, he's pretty optimistic about, you know, working hard to get back. So we'll just have to wait and see. Disappointing. It's disappointing for him, you know, because he was he's obviously had a great start to his Celtic career. And it's one of those things. We obviously wanted to keep it going and, and obviously uh, helped us as well. But at the same time, we, we understand it's, it's part of football. Well, yeah, these things will happen and we just got to get on with it. And obviously he was then asked, well, you're late on strikers. Yeah, if you had asked me at midnight on the transfer deadline day, so, you know, we've got some great options up front and, you know, I'll be able to rotate some players and make some substitutions and uh, you live with that as a, as a football manager. If you've been in, in football for, for a while, like I have, you kind of understand that that's the way things go sometimes. And, you know, we get we get challenged. We, you know, we had challenges at the back going through that first period. You know, we were really light on it, right full back at centre back and, and we got through it by the skin of our teeth, to be fair. Now all of a sudden we've got cover in all those areas, which is great, but we're, we're a bit short at the other end. And of course, I'm still confident with the players we've got available and, and the way we're playing our football that we'll still be, you know, a, a good team going forward. And, you know, if we can get through this period where, you know, Kyogo is, is missing and, and, you know, we get Georges up and running and even guys like James Forrest and Mikey Johnson, who haven't, hasn't played at all, if we can get through this period without them, it just means that we'll have even stronger sort of conviction about what we're doing moving forward. Ryan, so it's quite comprehensive there. He did say Giamakis is not ready yet. He's yeah. not, yeah. So who's going to be up front in the next few weeks? Seven games in what, three, four weeks? Um, I think we will see both strikers that we've got, um, both at different stages of the game. I think the way, the way Andrew's talking about Ayeti and the way he's been training, it looks as if he'll get given a chance tomorrow, which I'm totally fine with. If he's yeah. if he's heads down and he's, he's got the right sort of. Uh, sort of attitude then I'm all for giving him another chance I mean he's definitely got goals in him it's just it's, it's the temperament for me um, but he, he looks as if he's really lost a bit of weight mm-hmm. and he looks a lot leaner so I, I'm all for giving him a chance um, and then we'll maybe see Yakimakis in the last 20 minutes OK Barry for Celtic who would have thought that Ayeti will probably start as the main striker tomorrow yeah look nobody <laughs> I don't think but Kyogo look <laughs> 
He's the main player at Celtic just now. He's apart from Callum McGregor, he's a real driving force. Um, he's going to be a massive miss. And also, you take into equation James Forrest. He's had these injury problems. He could play through the middle. Mikey Johnson. You might mention him. He's not been available all season. The new set. I'll call him GG. GG. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's yeah. obviously not up to. Yep. to speed yet so there's only one option for him and Ayeti needs to start paying back the 5 million transfer fee and Lee Griffiths away up the road just last week yep. up to Dundee he's in the papers so now isn't he he's suddenly got a lot to say but before yep. the transfer window if he just mentioned there, he, he was like three main strikers mm. now he's only got one Mark yeah I mean you know, we were talking about it earlier and thought well you know going by he could have put Christie in the false nine that he's yeah. played before if James Forrest was was available you could have gone with James Forrest through the middle he's tri- tricky he's, he's, he's got quite feet can link the game um, so yeah I mean it looks as though it's pointing to a Yeti I genuinely can't think of anybody else. the only other one would be if Jota could move across and go through the middle you know apart from that but if a Yeti can't get a game tomorrow then you know wow Ryan, you're still confident, I would imagine, tomorrow, but of course, Real Betis next week. The news this afternoon and that, as you will know, the fans are not allowed to travel to Seville, although I wonder what happens if you're in Spain already and normally they'd be up in the bus, you know, the buses and the carloads up from Malaga. Um, Ryan, are you in Spain at the moment? <laughs> I'm not, unfortunately. I'm in, I'm in my bed, in Co- well, not in my bed, I'm in my bedroom in Coat Bridge in Scotland, so... Um, Coat Bridge, Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> we know where it is. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I, I was thinking about going to the Leverkusen game, so I'm hoping that right. that gets sorted out nearer the time um, in terms of in terms of getting over there. But it's, it's a shame that no fans can go there, especially because Seville holds a special place in a lot of Celtic fans' hearts. So really, what happened in two, <laughs> it, even, even although we lost the, the, the I whole. Oh, I was kidding. My, my, I my dad, my uncle went. Mm. They all went. Um, Were you not there? Were you too young? Did you miss it? I was only I was only six at the time. So six. Really? I'm showing my age there. Yeah, no, just nick off school for a couple of days, Ryan. No, jump your dad's suitcase. No, <laughs> no, I was, I didn't get a ticket for it, so I'm quite gutted. But yeah. you know, yeah, I'll, I'll get. I'll, hopefully, I'll get to the next one after that. The next one. Yeah, it was phenomenal, wasn't it? And, you know, not just Celtic fans. It's a great city, isn't it? And they, yeah. they took over there, and that was some season. As Barry will remember well, because Celtic won. The they treble, won we, Yeah, we, Rangers, we Rangers about it. won we, the treble. We always yeah. other night. That's you right. know, the, the, yeah. the party between. Oh, yeah. uh, between Sunday winning the title against Unferland to the, the, the cup final against Dundee uh, where six, we should six have days. been beaten where I, I mean, when you think in the Oz was, it was funny mm. he, 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 he was saying he says oh he says we, we couldn't go to Arthur Newman's leaving party on the, on the Wednesday night because he's wise and night you've been out for three days in a row he says and I think I think you we went with, I think you went with him pint, pint, pint yeah. for pint but, um, we just get in on the Wednesday afternoon is that mm-hmm. what it was Wednesday mm-hmm. something like that but uh, it was it was some season for Scottish football in Seville it? Yeah. yeah it was there uh, in Seville and most of Celtic games all through you know Boafista and um, uh, Stuttgart and, mm, and Liverpool and Blackburn right. and then in, in 2008 with Rangers you know, Fiorentina um, Panathinaikos yeah. and then the, the, the final again saying it so yeah very yeah. fortunate to, to be at both finals but um, yeah Seville was you know goodness yep. 18 years ago Yeah, and hard to believe and you yeah. mentioned there 
Liverpool. John Hartson will be with us tomorrow along with Craig Moore. Tomorrow afternoon we're on 12 until 5 because that was one of his finest goals, wasn't it? John Hartson at Anfield. At Anfield. Oh, it was, it was a beauty. Yeah. yeah, and Alan Thompson's one as well, I think. Yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, that night yeah. both of them, but yeah, John, John Ryan, Hartson. Ryan, get on YouTube. Yeah, I'm sure you've seen a couple them. of crackers yeah. uh, oh, during I've, that run. I've seen all these. My dad makes me watch all these, so yeah. um, I've, I've seen all these goals numerous times. It's funny, lots of the commentators going in because I, I was covering it and they were all saying, ah, oh, yeah, who will Liverpool meet in the next, you know, who are they going to go into? It was just the English thing. Liverpool's a fantastic club. And then Celtic came out and Celtic uh, beat them again, Barry. The thing you say, we're often underrated by the elite clubs in England. 100%. Uh, look, I, I was down there um, twice in my career and they mm-hmm. do look down on us, mm-hmm. if I'm being honest with yep. you. Um, that, that's just the way it is. Uh, but look... Yeah. I think it was a Blackburn game as well, I think. I That's remember right. at Celtic Park. Okay. They said, oh, listen, we'll get them down to Ewood Park. Yeah. The, the game will be, be yeah. over. And obviously, Celtic went down and, and got the result. Um, Brian, no, what's your... I, I do yeah. find that. I don't know if mm-hmm. you agree with me. Uh, we I do. do. find that. They, they look yeah, down yeah. in our game up here. Do you know what? The news is coming next. Ryan, thanks a lot. Scoreline tomorrow? 5-0. Uh, St. Johnson or Rangers? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> I'm only not with Celtic. You think 5-0. And the Rangers score tomorrow? Um, 2-1 Rangers 2-1 Rangers Thanks Ryan The Go Radio Football Show Download the Go Radio app To listen live Weeknights from 5 The Go Radio Football Show Download the Go Radio app To listen live Weeknights from 5 Hour 2 underway You know the breaking story An hour or so ago Don Mackay has left Celtic After 72 days in charge Michael Nicholson The general counsel Top lawyer Is now on the board And he is The acting chief executive Elsewhere in the football itself, Kyogo is out for three to four weeks and what a crucial three to four weeks it is for Celtic and Rangers. And it's mouth-watering when you look at the games coming up. So how will Celtic respond without Kyogo? And what about Rangers then? You know, We mentioned Celtic playing in Europe next week. Rangers have Lyon coming to town and looking forward to that. Barry Ferguson, his eyes just widened there. He can't wait to the next few days. Plus your own Alawa, you've got a huge match tomorrow against Falkirk. Yeah, that's the games you want to be involved in. Um, along with a couple of other teams, Falkirk, who are full-time, are one mm. of the favourites. So that's the challenges you want to come up against, Paul. And I said to the players last night, go away, prepare, and it's a great challenge for us tomorrow at three o'clock. Big weekend. And on Sunday, the Hertz against the Highbees. You know, it's Edinburgh, the you Derby, you top of the table. Eh, no, <laughs> not on Sunday. But, uh, yeah, no, it's a great game. I've covered it before. Yeah, so that's brilliant. a huge match on Sunday. Yeah. Um, right, for Rangers fans and Scotland fans, Barry, Mark, you often talk about them. We want to see him back playing. Ryan Jack, of course. What's the latest? Here is his manager speaking about him and also Scotland. Well, look, I think you've got to understand how this squad works because I'm not sure you're totally educated. Um, I had to obviously do a lot of work around it myself. That's not to be disrespectful. It's the Scottish lads that have been trained at at a Scottish academy are almost a free pass into the squad anyway. Um, So it's not as if anyone else is put out by Ryan Jack's selection, but I think everyone's well aware of how much I rate Ryan Jack and how much I want him back because he certainly makes the 11 and the, and the group a lot stronger. Um, but, you know, I think we get around 17 picks that are outside either being a, an academy trained or a Scottish trained uh, player. So that's unfortunate because you want to pick everyone. Um, but a lot of the names you'll see in the squad, i.e. the likes of Stephen Kelly, Robbie McCrory, Nathan Patterson, Ryan Jack, Scott Arfield, Alan McGregor, they automatically are in the squad without taking a place anyway. 
So I think that was done from down south, the big match, of course, tomorrow. I think he'll be there at Perth. He's been in quarantine under COVID. It's great to hear him back. Barry, what about Ryan Jack? Is that good news? Yeah, listen, it was worrying that you you hadn't heard anything for a, a number of weeks, Paul. Um, but it's good to see that he's he's back on the training ground. Um, he's just obviously getting his his legs moving again. Um, and he's get listen, he's been out a long time. He's not played since February, so and it was a a big operation he had. Thankfully, they got it sorted. They just can't rush him back. Um, they just need to make sure he's 100% before he can obviously join in with his teammates but listen it's great news that he's on his way back he's um, I would probably say two thirds through his, his rehab um, the next stage will be joining in with his teammates getting a touch of the ball uh, and then hopefully we'll see him on the pitch sooner rather than later because he's a big miss for Rangers he's um, I've said it plenty of times Paul he's a player that's over the years in stature mm. he's became a real important player for Steven Gerrard and Rangers have missed him because I think when he does eventually come back it may be the time to then maybe give Steve Davis yeah. a game or two miss him uh, let him miss sorry a game or two because he's he played, played he's played every game he goes and plays every game for Northern Ireland minutes, minutes. Yeah. 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 yeah and uh, I don't know what's um, I don't know what, what Davo's been taking um, <laughs> yeah. he's he's just a, a a brilliant professional yeah. and he, st- he looks it looks to me it's the fittest he's ever been yeah. I watched the game um, Northern Ireland for the simple fact I wanted to see him and Alan McCann together because uh-huh. I hadn't seen him I saw a in a live game yeah, how were they? Two, yeah two of them um, looked really good together but Steve Davis was all over the mm-hmm. pitch mm-hmm. again um, but in terms of Ryan Jack yeah. delighted to hear that he's finally on the way back but Rangers are doing the right thing they're no rushing him back and a crucial time, Mark, that uh, yeah. he, as a player, it's great news he's nearly back, mm-hmm. but the next two months, well, the next month even, so many games, is there a better yeah. time of season? You know, when it's fresh, they're, they're challenging, uh, they could go top tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, you think of Ryan Jack, I have a lot of sympathy for him, Paul, because it, it, it to come through a tough time, you know, we've been speaking about what's involved when you when you join, you know, the old firm, whether it's an executive level or, or getting into a dressing room. And I think Ryan Jack, it took him a year, 18 months to find his feet. Possibly he was trying too hard. Mm-hmm. You look at some of the bookings he picked up, a couple of red cards he, he picked up. Um, but then he really matured. Um, I know it was Stephen David. I think Gary McAllister played a big part. Um, in it. But he settled down. You look at him, he missed the run-in to, to, to winning the title. Um, to winning the title, stopping 10 in a row, winning the 55th title. He missed the Euros, Euros after yep. playing a huge part for He'd Steve Clark's there. team. Yep. Of course, he would have been um, definitely. Um, and now he's missed, you know, the, the the start of the season, and who knows when he's going to be back. But I think when he does come back, he'll seamlessly go back into the fold. And uh, I think whenever there's a change of the captaincy, and it's also James Tavernier's in control just now, and you know, James Tavernier might be at Rangers for the next three or four years. He, he absolutely couldn't rule that out, or or he might not be, but. Whenever the time comes, if Ryan Jack's still at Rangers, for me, he is a, a natural captain to, to take over. Stephen Gerrard's also been speaking about the goalkeeper, and it's not Alan McGregor. We've always had a plan for Robbie, and that, that's not just in the last two weeks. You know, The reason we've sent Robbie out on loan and tried to build them loans up in terms of the level and the standard is to prepare him for one day being one of Rangers' two goalkeepers. We think he's got the potential to... One day be a Rangers number one and um, even more in the short term to be part, you know, when Alan moves on to, to be one of our main goalkeepers. So Robbie and his people know our plan. Um, he was outstanding in the couple of weeks. But what I would say is them two performances have come on the back of 
how he's returned on day one. He's come back in fantastic shape, trained consistently well. Um, seems to be a, a little bit more maturity about you know, how he's going about his work now. Um, he's smiling, he's enjoying it. So he's in a great place and I'd have no doubt of using him um, again at any given time. So credit to him. He, he stepped forward in, in real good style. Must be great to hear for him and his yeah, family. there's obviously been a method behind it. They, they want him to go out and gain that experience, but it just flashes back to me. That's what Rangers done with Alan McGregor. He went to Dunfermline. St. Johnson. He went to St. Johnson. Um, gained valuable experience playing uh, week in, week out under pressurised situations. That's what Robbie's done. He started in the Championship. Last year moved up into the Premier League. Played 18, 19 games, I think, for Livingston. Um, and now he got the opportunity through COVID with, with both of the goalkeepers. And I've got to be honest with you, I thought the European game away from home, he done really well. The old firm was a big test for him. And I thought he passed it with flying colours. Um, he's 23 years of age. He's, he's no young, but he's still developing. And you hear the manager. He's a future Rangers number one. Especially for a goalkeeper. Yeah, so, and, and, and yep. I would imagine too, uh, Barry, I always like to recognise the input of the, of the goalkeeping coaches and Colin Stewart. Um, at Rangers has been the goalie coach for, for maybe three years and I think d during all of Stephen Gerrard's time his dad Jim of course was the Rangers mm -hmm. goalkeeping coach the Scotland goalkeeping coach you were, when you were yeah. there yep worked with Walter at the national level and Bertie Vokes and uh, different so Colin um, is the, uh, the the goalkeeping coach at Rangers and, and, and the part that he plays not not only in the, 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 the progression of Robbie McCrory but keeping Alan McGregor motivated every day as well to get that out of him. And what about John McLaughlin? So, John McLaughlin so as well. Is it the, the, the second position as keeper is up for grabs, is it? Because he's also, he's a Scottish international player. Well, the, the, I think the key to all of that, Paul, is going to be if Alan McGregor wants to go on again another year. I think he just, he just signed one year, Barry. Right? So again, you know, come February, March time, they'll be talking about, okay, Alan, do you want to go again? Yep. Or is it time to hang up the gloves or whatever? Who knows? But that, that'll be key. What Alan McGregor does will be key to what happens to both John McLaughlin and Robbie McCrory for in the next 18 months. And it's great for Robbie McCrory. He's training with McGregor and McLaughlin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, two vastly experienced goalkeepers. He'll be learning every single day. But listen, it was a brilliant opportunity for McCrory a couple of weeks ago. And as I said, um, I was so impressed with him. Um, a young head and... Uh, a young head, an old head and, and young shoulders. That's what came across to me and he pulled off some vital saves. He did indeed. But think yeah. about big Jim Stewart. Shovel hands. Size his hands. Really? Yeah. Biggest uh -huh. hands I've ever... Give, give us an example. You know we'll take a picture. Big hands. That's right. Big gloves. That? <laughs> indeed. <laughs> <laughs> what size were you in the, the, the boots? Your football boots? Size, size nines, tens. He, he could do something with them enemy, couldn't he? Barry Ferguson, for sure. Which, I was an eight and a half. Eight and a half, right, yes, okay. Half. Let's go back on the lines. There's, so, there's, there's more to come from Stephen Gerrard later. He's going to be speaking about the squad for tomorrow. But the transfer window as well, because we've not spoken to him in September. He was in COVID. I, I saw on social media that uh, one of the boys went to school and he was down there. So, And I think that press conference today was from south of the border, but he'll be there tomorrow. We're just seeing in Sky, there's the pictures. Just weeks ago, there's Don Mackay with Ange Postacoglu on the day that Postacoglu was announced as manager. But it's the chief executive who has gone, who has uh, resigned this afternoon, as we exclusively revealed on Go Radio, Glasgow's newest this afternoon Regan is on the line Regan I was going to ask you about Scotland but what first of all about your club Celtic good evening Regan what about that news oh, right, yep I'm good. shocked I'm really shocked 
And um, surprised, yeah. I know that uh, the caller earlier said that he'd heard it for a couple of days, but I didn't hear anything, Paul, anywhere. But no, I, I just think this is very, very worrying for the club because, as you know, on goal, um, people were saying about Ange spoke about mo- the modernisation of Celtic. Yeah. And from this, I don't know where Celtic go from here, Paul. I know that the, they spoke about, you know, Nicholson on the board, they're, they're a very good guy, but I think. The whole point of Dominic McKay coming in was to show Celtic fans that they've got a clear vision going forward mm-hmm. and I don't know where the club go. I want to ask uh, Barry and Mark this question, mm-hmm. right? Dominic McKay said in his first press conference that um, Gordon Strachan will not come back to the club. Do you think that's been a problem that Strachan is back? Because I think it is, Paul, because Dominic McKay wouldn't say openly to a press conference Look, Shrek is not coming back, and then two months later he's back, and I'm not like something. Something's not added up, Paul. Mark, it's a good question. It's a great, it's a great point because I, I mentioned it earlier, Regan, the fact that, that Don Mackay was there when Gordon Strachan was, was was brought in again. But I'm not doubting you, Regan, because I know you do your homework. But my memory is he was asked specifically about Gordon Strachan, but he, he didn't. I don't. I don't think. Don McKay's response was Gordon Strachan will not be coming back to the football club I think he kind of generalised his answer have I, have I picked that up wrong Regan uh, possibly he was saying Regan at that moment he's not coming to the club sorry Regan you're back on yep he said that he wouldn't come back as a, as a director of football or a, or, or a football capacity but, but mm. I'm just wondering is this a is this more a, bo- a bold decision um, from mm. like maybe do you know what Gordon could offer rather than than Don McKay saying one well, I'm trying I'm modernisation the club and you're bringing someone back who maybe knows the club but maybe don't want to go a different direction well, and, it's, and, a, it's a fair point that's Reagan. significant isn't a, it? Uh, you know that yeah. could be one of the you know the perceived you know it's doing the rounds that there's some frustrations with Don McKay trying to do the job the way he wanted to do it and that, that may well be one who, who knows you know but it is a good point um, that you raise when you're talking about trying to move the club forward in a direction where you know with the greatest respect to Gordon Strachan because he was a fantastic Celtic manager and, and knows the game inside out but maybe Don McKay thought yeah Gordon Strachan knows his stuff mm-hmm. but is it right that he comes back he was a manager you know 12-14 years ago should we not be looking at somebody um, different you know I, I don't know but it is a good point you raise and something like that may well be part of the, the decision. We, we just don't know at this moment in time, Regan. He won three out of four titles, didn't he? But that was then, and you could imagine, and many people did think it was strange. He is also still the director of football at Dundee, and he's in at Celtic. I know he's looking at different things, apparently. Come on, it seems strange that Gordon Strachan... Who, oh, another, yep, OK, on you go, Regan. Another thing I just want to raise is that I suppose the Cogwood said that um, with the board, they, they wasn't getting his message across enough. And I think the po- the point that Ange said in the transfer market was um, um, straight after the Mitchell game, he said that the members of the board mm-hmm. weren't listening to his instructions. I'm just wondering is is Tom McKay being the the say the 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 the, the, the person that Poster Coglu has been able to go to, and the, and the rest of the board has been fractured and not want to. Be involved in that because why would Ange Postecoglou come in and say I've not ha- I've not hired at home my message enough? 
Because the, the board knew for months that this rebuild was going to have to take place, Paul. Oh, for sure. 12 players came in over the summer, albeit it was late. You know, you need a strong leader in the club, and that's the yeah, well, do. the manager, the chief exec. Barry, but they're, you know, they're the two yeah, most important people. And, and they need to work in tandem. Yep. Mm-hmm. You need a strong leader, mm-hmm. but you need a strong partnership together. I remember mm-hmm. after one game, Postacoglu saying that he was frustrated because he was expecting transfers to be done straight away and it was taking two and three weeks. Mm-hmm. He needed bodies in mm-hmm. ASAP. And COVID takes it, makes it longer. Yeah, it, I'm, it, I'm not trying it to. It does, yeah. but listen, they still brought in 12 players, <laughs> yeah. and mm-hmm. a lot of that's got to be ticked off um, I by think Dom. Regan's made a great point. Yeah, he has, has made a great, a great point. point. Two, you know, the previous chief executive, I'll say it again, an amazing record, not in the last year, but phenomenal, right? But he's still around in the club, he's still on the board of the football club. Mm-hmm. Yep, Mark, I'm looking. Yep, yep he is. And also, you've got Gordon Strachan's name in there. And say what you, whatever. And he's been amazing for Celtic. He was Gordon Strachan. Close, I think, to Dermot Desmond as well. Yeah. Very highly rated. His son's in the backroom stuff. Well, there we are. So the manager is Ange Postacoglu, but you've got Gordon Strachan in there as well, who said when he came into Celtic all those years ago, he wasn't a Celtic man, but he left a Celtic mm-hmm. man. He's a Celtic yeah. supporter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're all good people, but you can only have one chief of the executives you can only have one chief of the football management yeah, well, look, and they need thing, to clarify it yeah well yeah. certainly one thing that we know about Peter Lawwell's time in charge Peter Lawwell made the decisions the, the decisions that had to be made whether you you liked them you agreed with them whatever Peter Lawwell made the decisions about the football club and that's the way it should be for a chief mm-hmm. executive so has Don Mackay been allowed to make the decisions that he wanted mm-hmm. um, to make has you know we're hearing the stories a frustration. There was a clear frustration for him. We don't. We don't know. But we, we, you know, the Celtic supporters who are the most important people, Bob, because once again, the Celtic supporters have put thirty million pounds into the football club in the past couple of months. They've backed this new regime of Don Mackay and Ange Postecoglou, and now seventy-two days later, one half of that is gone. Regan, can you wait for another few minutes? We have to take a break. But you're really forensic. Your questions are forensic. Because we don't have the evidence. We don't know. There's a fairly bland statement there from the football club. And I can understand that when the chief exec has gone. But we're trying to read in in within it. What does it actually mean? Quick break and then we're back with Reagan. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Your major roots. Any chance of Liam Gallagher, he loves his football, Chris. Could he join us maybe tomorrow? We've got John Hartson, we've got Craig Moore, 12 till 5. When's he on stage? I'm not sure. Surely he could pop in here before Andy loves his Man City. We'll see what we can do. We're down here tomorrow. I'm going to be down with Crofty and Grado. And uh, I'll see if I can keep an eye out and I'll get him, get him the phone number. Give him a, give him a call. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Back with the traffic in uh, 15 minutes or so. Go Radio Football Show. Barry Ferguson. Mark Guidi, Paul Cooney and Reagan is on the line. Uh, Reagan, such a great Scotland fan as well. You made some brilliant points there about the Celtic situation. And as we said earlier on, you know, we wish Don McHale the very best. For the football itself in Scotland, well, what about the other night then? Your prediction was right. Scotland, a one-goal victory against Austria. Oh, Paul, it was great to see Scotland win. I mean, uh, I know we had people on the show saying Steve Clark to go, but Steve Clark just... Proved that he's done so well, and I love the the thing he said on Go Radio. He said, "I will have my players," and mm-hmm. that just shows that Scotland are uh, doing his proud, and they're going to go to the World Cup. Hopefully, Paul. Barry, have you ever said that to your players? I love you. 
my players. I might need to start doing that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it wasn't like Stevie Clark, and it was great to yeah, hear. But yeah, listen, he had a, a bit of passion, and I, I think he was uh, had a bit, a bit of bite about him, um, and it was a great result. Listen, and see, see, for the outside looking in, it does look like a real togetherness in that squad. Yeah. It looks to me if they all enjoy turning up. You don't very rarely do you see call-offs. Mm-hmm. I know we had a couple of call-offs, McTominay and Armstrong but normally when you look at the squad when he picks what 26 players normally you've got the full 26 turning up so he's created that that's down to Steve Clark and the staff and also the players as well it looks to me if they all got on with each other they all enjoy it listen a week ago or nine days ago morning Denmark you're looking at after 15 minutes this could go this could be anything fair play to the players they get a reaction in the second half we get three points against Moldova. I thought we played all right. I actually enjoyed the game. Mm-hmm. The only disappointing thing for me is we never scored many goals. And then everybody was unsure how we would go on in Austria. But what a massive three points that is. And now it's in our own hands Absolutely. to finish in that mm-hmm. second position. And it's a sellout. It has sold out today at Hamden. Mark, on Monday night when Barry and I and you were on, you were saying, will he go for it? That was the debate. And he did. Yeah. And it worked. Yeah, it, it, it did. It, it was great. And... I have to say, Paul, you know, as you know, I was at Hamden on the Saturday night and, mm. I, and I was entertained. I said that. I felt entertained. I felt Scotland putting a good performance. Although it would have been nicer to see them score three or four goals. So I was in a confident mood. And then when I saw the team uh, coming in, I thought, I loved it. I loved his team. Couldn't fault it. It was the right. Um, 11 were on here with, with, with Craig Moore the night um, of the game. I then went home and watched the game, obviously. And, but I have to be honest, and I probably shouldn't say this, but um, I very rarely watched 90 minutes of any game on the telly because I just think there's so much football on the telly I, I prefer yeah. watching the highlights of match of the day and, 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 and sports and all that you, but well, you the, hear Rob but, Rob but, was yeah, doing it later it so was, you wanted so, that yeah. but for the first minute I, I couldn't come away yeah. I couldn't come away from it because I just thought the way Scotland started Callum McGregor I thought was outstanding absolutely outstanding I thought he was a, the main guy who initially drove the team on and then Gilmer and McGinn came up alongside him the, the, the energy that McGinn brings Dykes and Adams together, brilliant. Grant Hanley, brilliant. Jack Henry, brilliant. Jack Henry was a player I wasn't really sure about, yeah. to be honest, but I thought he was brilliant. The other night, Craig Gordon had one save to make to, and he made it. it was great. And then for Steve Clark after, and remember Steve Clark getting into Tuesday night's game or Wednesday night's game, Tuesday night's game. Um, lost him, he's member of his backroom staff. Yeah. His first member, sure. Austin McPhee. Austin, lost Ryan yeah. Fraser um, to the team, as Barry mentioned. So, was, you, you look at the bench Nathan yeah. Parson as well so when you look at all that to get it so now we're in the position Paul that if we beat Israel on the 9th of October the most that Israel can get to is 18 points mm-hmm. so the bottom line is we win our next three games we've clinched runners up spot nobody can stop and, us yep we will win our next three games we will there's, there's no Barry doubt. says we will Ray, uh, Israel Moldova yeah. our Faroe Islands Moldova listen 52,000 fans at Hamden sell out mm. as you just mentioned there the place will be absolute rocking mm. they're a good team but we're a better team in Israel you yeah. both showed us the way on Monday you said he should go for it and Mark Guidi you were like Moses taking us to the to the promised land because you said here's what will happen when you overtake Israel because there are so many games and you, and you a lot of people don't Austria. know yeah yep. then Israel then you've got the other games we will be in the box seat to be in the playoffs and the news now is the playoff will be at Hamden if if we get there. Yeah. Yep. yep. So we're in, a, we're in a great place, Paul. Considering where we were um, after Copenhagen, yep. the 2-0 defeat that could have been 4 or 5, 
We're in a brilliant place And credit to Steve Clark yeah. And his players for see, that See as a player You want it to be In your own hands now yeah. You know what's in front of you Aye. You know what you need to do And that's win Psychologically that Makes yep, you yep. even more Listen because yep. you're in the driving seat you It's know, up to you Yep The only thing it can go Is, is It's down to you How mm-hmm. you perform Now I think this group of players The character they've got I think they'll go and do it now. You could see how much Austria wanted it because they wanted it to be in their hands. Here's the cut that we wanted and Regan, this is for you one more time. Listen, some people in the country don't really believe in this group of players but I do. I love my players. Trust them everywhere we go. We know we're a good team. We know we're a good group. We're trying to grow together and we're looking forward to getting a full house at Hamden for the next game and the Tartan Army will get right behind us. There we are, Regan. So uh, a lot to look forward to. I hope you're getting your ticket. You're one of those... Because Mark or Barry and I, we're going to pay for it. <laughs> no, but I just want to see you in Scotland. It's just great to see his back play, playing well. And uh, Steve Clark Scott is playing really well, Paul. So no, I'm happy yeah. with that. Yeah. We, we play some good stuff, but do you know what I loved about mm. it? Backs were against the wall at times. We defended. They defended well. Craig yeah. Gordon come up with that, that big save. What a save. Yeah, but it was, I thought, John McGinn. Um, I only seen the highlights I was training I yep. just looked at it just yep. bundled I don't know where he gets the energy from incredible isn't it but then Dykes Dykes and Shea Adams one thing about them they're forward players but mm-hmm. see defensively see the work they do for the team mm-hmm. brilliant and but that's right through the team yeah. right through the absolutely. team absolutely Callum McGregor took a few whacks didn't he you know, watching the whole game he was. I, I, he think that was maybe, yeah. I thought it was his finest 90 minutes in a Scotland jersey the other night oh, I want to ask Barry he spoke to to his nephew Lewis after the Scotland game because obviously Lewis got in the park no I just text him I just text him to, to say obviously after his first cap and then getting his second cap coming on um, when I seen him give that free kick away a couple of minutes to go it was never a free kick um, but listen just brilliant brilliant to get his second cap and now I hope he kicks on Regan he's got a real opportunity it's a tough area of the pitch to get in as Mark's just mentioned there Callum McGregor has been excellent um, Billy Gilmer and, and John McGinn three top players in there yeah. so it's going to be a, a, a difficult position to get into but and then McTominay's to come back mm-hmm. yep I think he'll slide I'll, into the back yeah. I, I, that's where I would play him Barry I would mm-hmm. play McTominay at the back you know and Hanley, um, Hanley's out the next one anyway yeah, Hanley, yep. Hanley's, that's a big miss yeah, and yeah. She Adams as yeah, well She Adams so yep. we're, we're a couple of players down but with, with 50,000 we know we've got to just and I know it sounds simple just go and win the game and as Barry says Israel are good They've got, I think Israel have got two or three really good individuals but as a team we keep saying don't you don't put ourselves down we're a good team we've yeah, got right good players has, do you know he, he deserves a guy we just mentioned there Grant Hanley he, the rock yeah the rock. he is he has he's been he's been phenomenal at mm. the back for us he'll be a big miss Massive miss. Right, come on, give us the inside. That's what we love, isn't it? To hear from Barry or Mark in the inside. So, Regan, I'm going to ask Barry something. Um, what's Derek saying, brother Derek? So, Lewis has got the same number of caps as your brother, and your brother was an amazing... He must be proud, yeah? Yeah, yeah. of course. Go to be. Go to be. Um, and I know what you're going to ask me. I hope he, he passes my number of caps. I wasn't going to ask you that. Actually, I was going to ask you something different. Because right. in, in the paper today, <laughs> it says, it was great to see Lewis in the dark blue, but he needs to stay in my team to get more caps, the manager of Aberdeen. And that's fair in some ways. Here's a quote. His incentive, Lewis Ferguson, is to do well for Aberdeen in every game he plays. And what happens, happens. So I just wondered there, given that he'd asked for a transfer in the summer, at the beginning of the summer, is there a wee bit... Is there well, a, fair play to Lewis... Yeah when it didn't happen because Watford were mm-hmm. wanting to sign him yeah. 
it was clear a couple of million yeah, yeah they offered good money for him Aberdeen weren't willing to play ball um, so mm. Lewis had to get that out of his head and focus mm. and get fit and get into the the Aberdeen team and he started off his season really well and he's playing in an area now where he's getting further forward mm. and it helps yeah. with who Aberdeen have signed Mark, in the top middle part sorry it does doesn't it Scott Brown yeah because it, yeah. it lets him off at least a wee bit because that's one thing Lewis mm. can do is he can score goals for the middle of the park he can go and hurt the opposition can mm-hmm. he? that's what he's best Mark, at Mark you read the quotes this is Stephen Glass it's not mm-hmm. a given that you're going to get into to get called back up but the fact he got up the pitch a couple of times shows so that's nice about it I just thought oh the manager but listen Stephen Glass is the manager of Aberdeen not mm-hmm. Scotland yep. and he wants the best but I wondered looking reading between yeah, the lines is there yeah. a wee bit in, I thought maybe yeah. a wee bit more upbeat about the, the, the situation yeah. and you know yeah. what he should be well Stephen Glass I mean, imagine that you've got a player coming back into your squad who's on a high who's going to come in with a spring in his step who's going to be bubbly who's going to drive the team forward as Paul Lambert said half an hour ago going to Fur Park tomorrow tough tough game but you've got a guy who's just helped Scotland win you yeah, know? but also Aberdeen they look, now he's a full international yeah mm-hmm. Price boom Price jumps up another notch or two next caller Dave Cormack no I'm only kidding he's not <laughs> I have a Reagan, few ones him. Uh, indeed before you go Reagan, let's uh, get team news now we've got some Rangers news earlier on there about uh, Ryan Jack the latest on Nathan Patterson let's hear from Ange Postacoglu oh in fact I'm in the wrong one here you're going to get uh, Stevie Clark again because we wanted that moment for you uh, right here he is speaking about uh, yeah what about uh, James Forrest what about James McCarthy McCarthy yes he's, uh, he's trained well this week and uh available um james forrest probably not probably not tomorrow uh training but i, I think we'll probably give him a few more days mm, not again no james forrest yeah yeah it's a shame you know it, it's been well he's been out for the best part of a year now you know he, he came back into the fold so it's been stop start and, and the thing about james forrest probably for five or six years at celtic he was played with with hamstrings you could never quite shake them off Celtic you know he, he moved house to be close to the training ground to cut down his, his journey time in the car all sorts of different things that they tried and eventually he got three or four years of a real good run I think when Brendan Rodgers came to the club James Forrest went to a new level player you know, of the year yeah a fantastic level of consistency for, for Celtic and a, and a major player for Scotland as well so you know for Celtic's sake but more importantly for James Forrest's sake you hope he's back sooner rather than later I can go on a run to help Celtic in the next nine months I'll be in a Yeti five million pounds they paid or thereabouts to West Ham he'll be playing tomorrow I would think uh, spot on and, and you know I said before I don't go around I didn't think- play his cuddles to be fair, he wasn't. The answer was not. I wasn't trying to say. Is he definitely playing? So let's speak about. He says he's uh, spot Alberti. On. You're spot uh, yeah. on. Uh, spot on. And, and you know, I said before, I, I don't go around giving players cuddles, but I will give them opportunities when it comes, and and, and it's up to them. And, and to be fair, especially Albion, he's he's worked his socks off at training. You know, I, I know, you know, if the opportunity arrives for him tomorrow. He's done everything he can to be in a good position to take it, and then it's up to him. You know, he goes in there, starts banging goals in, then he makes it difficult for other players to, to take his position yeah overall all these new players let's hear different stages of preparation I think out of all of them probably Georgios is the one that's a little bit further behind he didn't really do a pre-season with the team so uh, we'll probably be a bit more conservative with him because uh, you know obviously with Kyogo going down we, we're a li- little bit light on in that area so we're just going to be careful but uh, Liam was obviously playing so he's he's fine uh, Cameron had played pre-season games with, with Spurs so he's come in at, uh, in, in good condition and, and same with Jota he was training with Benfica had a couple of friends Game, so the others are all available. Regan, who's up front for you tomorrow for Celtic? It's got to be a, a tricky poll, yep. but I think that's a problem that I said to you guys in the program before. Like, I know we had Kyogo and uh, a Jetty and Clark, 
and Glockamakis. Mm-hmm. But um, I just felt that Celtic needed to replace Lee Griffiths. They didn't do that, Paul. Yep. I think it's something that, that maybe Ange Postacolu maybe regrets now, Paul, because I, I know Ajeti is looking for, for £5 million for West Ham, but he's not really done too well since coming in. Would £3 million or four have got, let's say, Kevin Nisbet? Yeah, you know, you you look at that. It could have been, you know, that that kind of smaller nipper type, like, like a Kyogo type. But look, they've they've, they've taken their, their chances. Who knows what they try to do in the last few hours of that? But one thing that we do know about Ange Postecoglou and Regan will agree. Paul's been doing press conference, media conference now for seven eight weeks. We know him well enough now to know that he wouldn't praise a player unless he deserved it. But he was he was fulsome in his praise there for a yeti. He's worked his socks off in training. That was a key quote for me and if he deserves a chance tomorrow it's up to him to take it so it sounds like a Yeti's going to get a chance and again Postacoglu strikes me as the type that if a player didn't deserve it he would rather try a Jota through the middle or, or mm. put somebody else out than give it to someone who's not worked hard in training so it sounds like a Yeti's really been trying to make an impression and he's going to get an opportunity tomorrow but as a player that should be a given for I me know. as a yeah. player yeah. Yeah. Sure. it should be Working your socks off every single day. Yeah. That, that's been probably his issue, but he's obviously realised that he needs to, like, certainly by Postacoglu, he'll have standards, demands. And listen, he's obviously knuckled down and he's shown that the last couple of weeks. And look, there's no doubt, if you look through, he's, he's got to play. I think you mentioned earlier on, if he doesn't play, mm-hmm. then he's never going to have a future with Celtic. Yeah. So he's the only recognised striker or first-team player at the at the club that can play tomorrow, so it's a great opportunity, and it's an opportunity where you can knock in a couple of goals. No being disrespectful to Ross County, but you've got them at Celtic Park. You should be looking at getting three or four goals. Regan, are you at the, are you going tomorrow? No, I won't be there tomorrow, but I'll watch it on the Celtic TV poll. And no, I'm just looking forward to. It. I think uh, Malcolm McKay is um, doing well with Ross County, but I expect Celtic to, to to maybe score three or four goals. Cheers, Regan. Thanks for calling. Cheers. 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 The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. (laughs) Go Radio Football Show. And remember, you could win a signed Rangers top, signed Celtic top, because we've hit a million downloads since we started. And so go on to the Go Radio website and you can win it. Easy as that. Thanks for making the switch. We're on from five every evening. In fact, tonight with Gina, around quarter to five, we broke the news that... uh, Don Mackay has gone from Celtic, the chief executive. You've got so used to saying chief executive Peter yeah. Lowell, but it's Don Mackay now, ex-chief executive. And Michael Nicholson, uh, top lawyer, he is acting chief executive. Uh, Don Mackay said, just looking at the statement, which I don't have here at the moment, but he thanked everyone for uh, his time there. You've got it there, Mark, I think, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, Don Mackay is yep. short and sharp. I'd like to yep. thank the board and everyone at Celtic for their support and wish everyone at Celtic every success for the future Celtic chairman Ian Bankier one paragraph on Dom Mackay we thank Dom for his efforts on behalf of the club and everyone wishes Dom and his family very well for the future 72 days Paul shock news real shock news and um, interesting to see how what the club does I think Michael Nicholson will get the job on a permanent basis but what I think the next step is that everybody every Celtic supporter will be interested in is um, what Ange Postecoglou makes of the developments in the past two hours.
because he's been a breath of fresh air and he's very much been up front in, in you know, recent weeks, obviously, as it should be, with the football Stephen Gerrard at Rangers. He's back in action after uh, the COVID situation and the scare that he had. It's good to hear him back on as well. He's looking forward to, well, it's the match of the day tomorrow, isn't it? St. Johnson, double cup winners this year up against the defending champions. So it's intriguing. We know St. Johnson have lost uh, two of their top players. And fun enough, the guys the next night said the same as you both did that they'll lose, they'll miss Jason Kerr as much as Ali McCann. But what about for Rangers? We haven't spoken to the manager about the transfer window. What's his feelings overall? I think that will always be the case at Rangers, especially when you're sitting in uh, this chair or in my shoes, if you like. You always want to keep all the best players, the players that are going to give you the best chance of being successful moving forward. And that is a little bit being selfish, but I also understand the side of it, of how the business works. And I was well prepared for my phone going at any given moment. If the right bid um, landed for a player and the board wanted to accept that, there wouldn't have been any resistance as long as they were happy on their side. And this club's had some real healthy bids in the last two, three windows for our players. And to be fair to the board, they've stayed strong in, in them situations because they've just felt short of our evaluations, them players i.e. Ryan Kent, Alfredo Morelos. And we had some bids for Nathan Patterson that were way off his valuation in this recent window. Um, so the reality is um, the valuations from me, Ross and the board collectively, no one's hit them numbers. Um, but from a selfish point of view sitting here, I'm obviously happy in that situation. Barry, you said Rangers weren't going to spend uh, to sell during the window. No, um, unless they had prices on the heads of the players that you just mentioned there, Ryan Kent, Morelos. If they were met, they would have done business. They clearly weren't met, that the manager just said there, um, and they remain strong. Um, so I think Stephen Gerrard will be absolute delighted to keep the, the players who won the league last season. He's kept the, the ones to try and retain the league this season um, and the good thing about it is now they can forget about all the transfer talk mm. all the noise about it now they can concentrate on one thing and that's playing games of football and trying to win games of football so he'll be a delighted manager it, it would have been a worrying couple of days leading up mm. to the end of the window because at any given time uh, the bid could come in clearly didn't I think he's he's absolutely delighted about that let's hear the manager speak about his squad. Yeah, we're in we're in pretty decent shape. Um, obviously, you'll be well aware of of Yanis' uh, situation. Obviously, he won't be available. Uh, Ryan Jacks had a positive week, but won't be involved uh, at the weekend. Same as Namdi, still waiting for some uh, results from the specialists in terms of Namdi, but should have um, an update in about six or seven time, uh, six or seven days time on him. Um, besides that, we're in good health. The internationals have come back in a good place so um, we're nearly at full strength which is positive news This is the time last year Mark when Rangers went on a roll and they yeah. didn't look back Yeah you know, it was I think yeah, you know, it was about this time last year that uh, that Rangers went to Celtic Park and, and won um, comfortably uh, 2-0 and they didn't look back you know they, they, they just steamrolled everything in front of them um, and, the, and the Premiership you know undefeated at Ibrox I think only conceded four goals um, Ibrox didn't lose to Celtic in, in any uh, of their games the only disappointment for, for Rangers was you know losing to St Mirren in the League Cup and losing to St Johnson in the Scottish Cup and that's something that Rangers will want to rectify they've got a League Cup quarter final tie at Homey Livingston I think it is uh, later this month mm. semi-finals in November and final in uh, December uh, the 19th so that's the first target uh, for Rangers but before that what they've got to do is 
come back from international break strong and build on the result of the last game which was beating Celtic uh, 1-0 survive some early pressure in the first half and come on to score a good goal uh, through Holanda but you've now got to go and build on that get that rhythm get that consistency and go and set the pace for the rest to try and keep up that'll be the target of Steven Gerrard and his players Yep, that'll be the, the challenge you'll be putting forward to the players listen it's not been the best of starts of the season um, but they got that vital result two weeks ago and now they need to get confidence for that and build on that but they're going to a difficult place mm-hmm. tomorrow um, but do you expect not, them to win? yeah um, I fully yeah. expect them to win um, if their attitude's right they win I think if they've got better players in St Johnson that's me being brutally honest um, how could the you attitude go up there be and you take yep. your eye off the ball slightly Callum's got players up there that can hurt you they're not going to take their eye off the ball no, they, tomorrow, they, are they? They can't, yeah. they can't. It's a proper game tomorrow. It's on Sky at 12.30. Yeah, but this is a case yeah. of roll your sleeves up, mm-hmm. battle, because it's going to be a battle against St. Johnson. You know the way they play. Um, they're a tough nut to crack, but you need to win that that battle. And the attitude has got to be 100% spot on. If it is, Rangers win the game. And they would then go top of the table, albeit maybe for 24 hours, because yeah. of Hearts and Hibs the next yeah, day. But yeah, that's yeah. right. But, but one thing, call. Yeah, one thing, we all know about St Johnston is if you're going to beat St Johnston you need to be right on it you're not going to beat St Johnston at 70 or 80% you're not going to beat St Johnston with just 6 or 7 of your players on the ball um, you know I think Ali Crawford's come into St Johnston really looked uh, the part uh, Ito Vertanen have waited a long time uh, to get his um, work permit over the line bring something different to, to the strike line and then you're going to have you know a couple of guys in there wanting to show Callum Davidson and the St Johnson supporters that there's life after Jason Kerr there's life after um, Ali McCann and uh, there is some talent in that squad so don't rule St Johnson out but as, as Stephen Gerrard knows um, last two times against St Johnson they didn't beat them a draw in the league and a defeat in the cup so Rangers need to go to their top level to win in Perth tomorrow that'll be in the back of the minds mm-hmm. and that's something he'll be having to relate to the players listen look what happened last year we know we're in a game here um, look St Johnson, they, they are going to suffer. There's no doubt we care in, in McCann. Crawford's a good player. The yeah. boy McPherson that's at Murn, the same. I like him mm-hmm. as well. Uh, I was surprised um, that St Murn let him go. So they've still got good quality. They've still got the good players. Still got two of the big boys at the back. Um, they, they starved off a, a couple of bids for McCart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he's been a big player for them. Um, so listen, it's not going to be an easy game. Let's go through the other games as well for tomorrow. So I think uh, you reckon Rangers will win and go top of the table. It's yes. St Mirren Dundee United. Barry, who do you fancy on that one? I'm going to go St Mirren. Right, why? Um, I, I, I just fancy St Mirren. I just huh? think uh, they, need, they need to get a, a win. Get a run going. Uh, they yep. need to get a run mm. going. They don't want to... Um, Stay down near that bottom of the table. So, no, I'm going to go. I, find, I think it's going to be a tight one. So it might be one goal. Mark? I'm going to go a 1 1 draw at Paisley tomorrow. Right, you're going for the draw there. Um, Motherwell, Aberdeen. That's a tasty one, isn't it? Yeah. Mark, who do you fancy there? So, I'd, yeah. I'd have to go Aberdeen 2 1. You're going to Aberdeen, yeah, to win yeah. at Motherwell. Paul Lambert thinks it's going to be Motherwell, yeah. former Motherwell favourite. Well, but three yeah. weeks ago, uh, yeah. Graham Alexander was under severe pressure mm-hmm. and then they got two two wins uh, on the bounce um, last one against Dundee but not Lewis full of confidence Aberdeen will win it right yeah you're going for Aberdeen Dundee against Livy Barry what do you reckon James McPake under up against uh, 
David Martin's that, that, that Livingston will win a game. I know. Is League Office going to play tomorrow? Yeah, well, it looks like it. Mm. I've, I've been reading quite a few comments from James McPake and saying that he's looking really sharp. I spoke to the boy that we've got in loan for, for Hearts. Mm-hmm. They played Dundee in a bounce game and Griffith scored. Says he looked good. Um, yeah, I, I, it's another tight one, but I think Dundee be a goal. Dundee by a goal what about you I've, Mark, I've just written it down Paul yeah. I, think, I think it could be a right good 90 minutes a real ding dong at Dens Park mm-hmm. tomorrow Dundee 3 Livingston 2 oh right can you be more specific the times of the goals <laughs> scores and scorers Bob uh, Celtic Ross County what do, you, what do you think tomorrow and can I tell you today it's the anniversary of the late great Jockstein it's on the 10th of September that he died thanks Raymond for uh, sending that in there yeah. in the socials and when you look back he was only 1985 yeah, he September wasn't even 63 no, no, yeah, I, I was watching that game yep. yeah yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. spoke to him on the Saturday he would always speak to yep. us it's quarter to six after you know all the games were on the Saturday and mm-hmm. he would take my call quarter to six uh, Mr Steen or he would come and he would tell us you know so and so is injured or whatever's happened the update on the team Joe right. Jordan's got whatever and he would come on the radio and do it Sunday papers hated it probably but it gave, <laughs> gave them great he was so you get that now? Oh, well listen there's a lot of great no no <laughs> but the late great Jock Steen before yeah, well your time but yeah, uh, 30, 36 years now yeah 36 30 years 30 hard to years, believe both. and took Scotland then Fergie came in and did brilliantly to take us there but what he did with Celtic to take you know those uh, guys from Scotland all the way against Inter Milan I mean yeah. the superstars of Inter Milan it'd be in interesting Paul to get everybody's yeah. take like you know great players from different generations from yeah. Barry and Gabbat mm-hmm. and Graham Soonis and Kenny Dalglish and, 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 and Dennis Law all those guys together, who they, they genuinely sit down who's been the best ever Scottish manager is it Sir Alex is it Jock Steen? Sure. Bill Shankly? Bill Shankly. Is it Matt, I know. Is it Matt Busby? Busby? You know, yep. when you think who's you know, who's been the and, and again, yeah. it's all as we say, it's not factual, it's just opinion. It's phenomenal, isn't it? And yeah. they're all Scots yeah. and we're proud of that as well. Isn't it amazing? Because look mm-hmm. at the way they revere Shanks, uh, you know, at Anfield, Matt Busby mm-hmm. <laughs> at, at Old Trafford. Yeah. Yeah. It's and Sir Alex, probably the greatest, but Jock Steen did it first. And that year, Rangers won a European final as well. It's yeah. phenomenal when you think yeah. about it for the Glasgow yeah. teams. And this is why, you know, but anyway, Jockstein, his anniversary uh, today. So, Celtic tomorrow against Ross County. Barry, what do you reckon his old club? Yes, I think Celtic by three goals. By three yes. tomorrow. So more misery. Email. Yeah, for big Malky Mackay. Yeah, I think for, for Malky, for some of that, it's just trying to avoid a, a, a sore one tomorrow. But I'll, I'll agree with Barry, I'll go Celtic by three. In the Championship, Inverness against Partick Thistle. Both of them, you know, looking for the title. Who's going to win tomorrow? Well, listen, Dodges is a brilliant start with, mm-hmm. with Inverness. Um, oh, my old teammate will go with Inverness. Going with Inverness, Mark? Oh, the, the Jags against the Jags. Yep. Um, Billy Dodge oh. against Steve McCall. I'm going to go 1-1. OK, we're running out of time. Killy against Morton. Oh, 2-1 Kilmarnock. Yep. Barry? Kilmarnock, 3-1. Kilmarnock, 3-1. And uh, Queen's Park at the top of the table against Airdrie. I don't think it's fair to ask Barry what he thinks is going to happen. but um... Queen's Park by two goals. Right, OK. And <laughs> Alawa Falkirk. Mark, let's put you in the spot then. We can't ask the Alawa Alawa manager. Tough game, as yeah. Barry says. Falkirk yep. full-time. But Alawa had a real good performance uh, with Paul last time. Down to 10, uh, 10 men with Barry's team. And I'm going to go for Alawa on the AstroTurf at uh, the Wasps to win 2-1. And... Well, Good, Kelty Hearts to continue that unbeaten run. You must be proud, Barry. Yeah, but brilliant. Yep. Listen, yep. Nah, it's one of the ones where uh, you want to see them do well. I had a great time there, so no, they'll continue their run tomorrow. Who's winning the derby, Hearts or Hibs? 
It's one word. We're right out to injury time. I'm going to have score to draw. Ha- score draw. I'll go hearts. You're going hearts. On the day when the drama, we thought it would just be about tomorrow. What a week it's been, eh? Scotland, we're second top of the table and we could get to Qatar. And we'll stay there. We're going to stay there. Barry yes. says we're going to go undefeated. Fantastic. And Don Mackay uh, left the building at Celtic and that was the shock news that Go Radio broke just uh, about 20 quarters to five today. So Stevie Lennon is on next Join us tomorrow, 12 till 5. Go Radio Football Show with John Hartson and Craig Moore. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from 5.